Hey guys, and welcome back to the Foot Spans and Everything In Between podcast with me, Marcus Darwin. And as you know, we've had as many managers sacked in the Premier League this season than Manchester City had fans pre-2008 when a bloke with a load of cash brought the, bought the club. Now Man City are bathing in glory and Man United fans are saying that the glory days are back at the beginning of every season just to watch Maguire become the hardest opponent De Gea has ever played against. If you can't see where this is going, sit back, relax, because it's time for some more foots, bunts and everything in between. So, as you guys can remember, Sean Dyke got sacked by Burnley. Now, Dyke had been Burnley's uh, manager since 2012 and led them to two promotions to the Premier League. He was the league's longest reigning manager and the 50-year-old left Burnley with the club in the relegation zone. They were 18th in the league, 4 points behind 17th placed Everton with 8 games left to play. Under-23's coach Mike Jackson took interim charge, assisted by captain Ben Mee, academy director Paul Jenkins and under-23 goalkeeping coach Connor King. They now sit 16th in the league with 34 points, 5 more than Everton with Everton having 2 games in hand. But that's not all. After Burnley's courageous victory this weekend versus Watford and Man City's demolition of Leeds, Burnley now sit above Leeds on the same amount of games played and points but with Burnley having a way better goal difference. Could we see Burnley, a football club representing the North Western town with a population of 88,920, fighting in the world's most elusive football league again next season? Now, my question is, what has changed? From winning four and drawing eight in 30 games under Sean Dyke this season to now winning three of the last four and drawing one. Well, for starters, let's compare the formations. Now, Dyke commonly used a 4-4-2 formation, and that actually hasn't changed under Jackson. Neither has the players that were commonly played. Of course, Jackson is missing Westwood after that horrific injury um, in Jackson's first game in charge of West Ham when he broke his leg. But... I was analysing the two games and it just looks as if there's a new sense of belief within this Burnley team. The players look like they just want every ball and a prime example is Cork's diving header against Watford this weekend. You could tell he wanted the ball and made sure that he got that before everyone else. Most of the time this season the players under diet just seem to lack belief and they look depleted on the pitch. Quite like Manchester United team this season, you know, very, they can't be bothered. This Burnley team is suddenly finishing its chances. They are hungry. And as football fans, we are enjoying it. We are seeing it. You go watch games under Dyke and you could see that... Dyke, Dyke, I don't really know how to pronounce it. You can see that a prime example is, is his last game in charge uh, under Norwich when they lost 2-0. They just couldn't finish their, their chances. And you know when you when you can't score and you're missing your chances, you just lack belief. And the midfield was was being run through. They had it looked like they had no midfield under under Dyche in the last few games. And that's exactly what Manchester United are, are like now. I'm sorry to bring it always up to Manchester United, but it, it it's quite crazy how a team who are supposed to be competing for a title, Manchester United, are literally can be compared like for like to a relegation bound Burnley team. So, as I said, I've gone through and analysed a few games under Dyke and a few games under Jackson. Honestly, that, that's what it appears to be. There's that It seems like there's a new togetherness in the Burnley team and they are confident and they they know that they're in a better position now and staying in the Prem is theirs to lose, in my opinion. 
If they do stay in the league, you can only imagine that it will be one of the best jobs done by an interim manager in Premier League history. It's absolutely huge for the club, not just because it will mean that they will be able to keep players like Korne, Weghurst, Tarkovsky and Pope. And it's not just because it will be massively important financially for the clubs in terms of sponsors and, and stuff. But for the town itself, for some people watching their team play is the best part of their week. And for Burnley FC to be representing a small town on one of the biggest football stages in the world, I can only say hats off to them and I really hope that they stay in the Premier League next season. With four games left, could they do it? So... It brings me nicely onto who I think will get relegated. And, well, it's already been confirmed that Norwich have been relegated and Watford's fate is pretty much already sealed. The question on everybody's mind is, who will get that dreaded 18th spot? It's between three clubs, Burnley, Leeds and Everton. Burnley, we've already mentioned, so what about the other two? Well, for starters, I think it's important to remember that Everton have two games in hand on both of them. However, they are five, five points behind, five points, five points behind, and one of those games is being played later today, um, Sunday, day of recording, probably day of release, against Chelsea. Now, Chelsea aren't really fighting for, Everton, every, for anything, and Everton have got it all to play for, especially with Frank Lampard wanting to go and beat the club that he holds so close to his heart, who, by the way, sacked him, so revenge is probably in the back of his mind. I think Everton will give Chelsea a really good run for their money, and if the Merseyside derby is anything to go by, then Chelsea will have a really tough game to play. After Chelsea, the Toffees have got Leicester away, Watford away, Brentford at home, Crystal Palace at home, and Arsenal away. Now, I see them getting a point against Chelsea today, and getting 4 out of a potential 15 in the last 5 games, with getting 3 points away to Watford, and getting a point at home to Palace totaling to five points in the last six games, which would end their season on 34 points. Now, Leeds have got a better team in my opinion and will do everything that they can to stay up, especially with the prospect of Rafinha leaving for very cheap due to a relegation clause in his contract and teams eyeing up Calvin Phillips, who in my opinion would be a great replacement for Declan Rice should he leave the Hammers. So Leeds have got Arsenal away, Chelsea at home, Brighton at home and Brentford away. In my opinion, they have a tougher run they have a tougher run of games than Everton and will pick up one point out of a possible twelve with a draw to Brentford on the last day of the season. And I think Leeds should have sacked sacked El Loco Bielsa long before they did, as the legend's man to man marking style just wasn't suited to the Prem. Now it's looking like Leeds could find themselves back in the championship having to play away to Blackpool on a Thursday night. Now nobody wants to travel to Blackpool on a Thursday night. That being said, let's look at Burnley's running. Now, they've got Aston Villa at home, Spurs away, Aston Villa away, and Newcastle at home. Now, if we take into account Burnley's rich reign in form, I see them getting a possible four points out of 12 with a draw against Villa at home and a win to Newcastle at home. That means, I estimate, at the end of the season, Everton will finish on 34 points, Leeds will finish on 35, and Burnley will finish on 38. That means that we'll be saying bye to the Everton at the end of the Premier League season. And what a shock that will be. You know, with Everton already, you plans um, to build a new stadium, you know, a very expensive, nice stadium, plans to sort of rebuild this club. And honestly, I feel like the worst decision Everton have made in the past decade has to be quite, 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 quite sincerely, it has to be the appointment of Rafa Benitez. I honestly think that he did go into the intention of, intention of ruining that football club. And honestly, he has. And if Everton go down, you know, they're a historic club in the Premier League. I just, it would be very weird to see Everton down. 
And the question you've got to ask yourself is, if a team like that goes down, you know, what would happen? Would they find their way up? Or would they be like a Nottingham Forest, once a great club, and now, like, you know, we haven't seen them in the Premier in ages? So, there's food for thought. This has been me, Marcus Darwin, and this has been the Foot Sponsor and Everything In Between podcast. I hope you guys have enjoyed, and until next time, adios.